Hi, it's Mark Sisson from MarksDailyApple.com. Enjoy this audio narration of a recent MarksDailyApple.com post by Tina Lehman. Subscribe to this podcast channel so you don't miss anything from the blog and read my daily posts on living awesome and much more at MarksDailyApple.com. Women's fitness. Should it change with age? Generally speaking, the basic primal blueprint for fitness and physical activity applies equally to men and women of all ages. Lifting heavy things works in everyone. Sprinting is a fantastic way for anyone who's able to compress workouts and improve training efficiency. Improving one's aerobic capacity through easy cardio doesn't discriminate between the sexes. And everyone should walk, hike, garden, and perform as much low-level physical activity as possible. These basic foundations, the 30,000-foot view of fitness, don't really change across age or sex, but the details do, especially for women. You see, women are in a unique position. As men age, the hormonal environment degenerates. They still make the same basic hormones in the same proportions, only the absolute numbers decline. As women age, hormonal environments shift dramatically. The menopausal ovaries no longer produce enough follicle-stimulating hormone, FSH, and luteinizing hormone, LH, to regulate estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone, causing the latter hormones to fluctuate in novel ways. What kind of hormonal changes and physiological developments occur in aging women that might affect how to best train? Atrophied muscle and reduced strength. As estrogen drops, so does muscle function. More of a male body fat distribution. Postmenopausal women tend to gain more belly fat. Reduced bone mass. The menopausal hormonal environment leads to a reduction in vitamin D synthesis and absorption, lower calcium levels, and reduced bone mass. Vascular changes. After menopause, arteries become stiffer. Hypertension becomes more likely. And exercise intolerance. This one's a real bummer. You know you need to exercise more than ever to stave off some of the side effects of aging, but your aging hormonal environment is making exercise harder to tolerate. Here are 13 ways you can counter or mitigate some of these effects. Number one, exercise can improve body comp. Exercise becomes more effective at improving body composition after menopause than before. This may be a benefit of the more male body fat distribution patterns. After all, men's body comp tends to respond more quickly to training than women's. Number two, get started right away. If you don't have much experience with exercise, do it immediately. Don't wait for the negative effects to accrue. Even if you've lived a charmed life where not exercising didn't really impact your ability to function, that could very well change. The earlier into menopause you start training, the better. The negative changes to exercise tolerance, bone density, and muscle function take a while to develop, and during the early post-menopause period, your ability to train and reap the benefits of that training is pretty similar to your pre-menopause ability. Number three, just do something. The perimenopausal and early menopausal years can be rough going for many women. You just feel off. You're not sleeping well. Things are, well, different. And you don't necessarily have a lot of support to make sense of it or adjust to it. 
Even though research shows that a minimal amount of exercise can have a big effect on weight gain and disease risk after menopause, sleeplessness and fatigue might be telling you not to do it. Well, that's not going to cut it. Overcome that. There's no easy way to say this. No tricks. Just make the decision to exercise. Do so regularly for at least a couple of weeks, and your exercise tolerance will go up, physical activity will be intrinsically rewarding, and everything will start to improve. Number four, make sure you eat enough meat, dairy, and other animal foods. Protein utilization efficiency drops the older you get, so the older you are, the more protein you need to get the job done. Even studies that purport to show negative effects from meat consumption find that older adults benefit from increasing meat. Total protein and dairy protein intake also predict muscle mass and bone mass in postmenopausal women. And meat isn't just about the protein. It's about the micronutrients like iron, copper, found in organ meats, zinc, high in red meat, carnitine, also high in red meat, and phosphatidylserine, high in egg yolks and present in primal calm, all of which have been found to improve women's physical performance when packaged in a convenient supplement. Number five, go into middle age as fit as possible. Good fitness, aerobic capacity, muscle mass, physical strength, mobility, is a reserve against aging-related degeneration. The fitter you are when menopause hits, the more manageable the transition and the slower that degeneration will be over the subsequent decades. Number six, intensity is important. If anything, it's more critical for the older woman to push the intensity than anyone else. She often has the most to lose in muscle mass and bone strength. Again and again, across study after study in menopausal women, low intensity doesn't work as well as higher intensity training. It still works, mind you, but the greater intensity stuff gives extra benefits. For instance, in a study comparing a low-intensity aerobic or resistance program to a higher-intensity aerobic or resistance program, both improved muscle strength and walking ability, but only the higher-intensity program improved dynamic balance, a major risk factor for falls. Number seven, intensity is relative. By high intensity, I'm not suggesting that a 62-year-old woman do high rep body weight front squats or try to do a double body weight deadlift, unless she knows what she's doing. Just that she push the envelope ever so slightly. If your inclination is to do rows with 20-pound dumbbells, consider 25-pounders. If air squats are easy, try them with a weight vest. Sprinting doesn't have to take place on a track. It can happen in a pool, on a tough hike, or on the bike. Things should be tough, but doable. Number eight, volume should be moderate. Exercise has a way of brute forcing glucose tolerance by increasing insulin sensitivity and glucose uptake by muscles. So you'll be better off than the women who don't exercise at all, but there's still a limit because menopause tends to inhibit carbohydrate metabolism and glucose tolerance. High volumes of training, especially if you're heeding the previous advice to increase the intensity, demand a level of carbohydrate intake that your body probably isn't prepared to handle well. Number nine, lift heavy things twice a week. You could do more, but I don't think it's necessary. Lifting relatively heavy weights provides the necessary stimulus to maintain bone density and muscle strength. 
Movements that engage the whole body, like deadlifts and farmer carries, will be most effective and efficient. These exercises replicate real-world movements, like picking up grandkids and carrying grocery bags, that we all need to perform. If you're uncomfortable with these movements, find a good trainer. Number ten, walk a ton. Walking is magic for everyone, but especially postmenopausal women, for whom a three-day-a-week walking habit improves resistance to heart failure. Join a walking group. Better yet, start one in your circle of friends. Be the example, the leader. No one else will. And set a brisk pace when you do walk. The brisker, the better. Number eleven. Always choose the stairs. Stair climbing itself is a great form of exercise for postmenopausal women, improving leg strength and endothelial function. As a mindset, the idea of taking the stairs is even more valuable. It's doing the hard thing. It's parking in the far lot and walking a quarter mile. It's carrying your own bags. It's a mindset to embody. I'm strong enough, capable enough, and tough enough to take the stairs while people half my age use the elevator to go one floor. Number twelve. Compare yourself to who you were two weeks ago, not the twenty-year-olds at the gym. The trend is everything. You're getting better. That's what matters. You are not other people. We all have different situations, capacities, genetic histories, and hormonal profiles. Focus on beating your former self, even if only by a couple pounds lifted or seconds shaved from a sprint time, and nothing else. And number thirteen, look into hormone replacement therapy. Since estrogen plays such a key role in women's physiological function, many studies find exercise to be more beneficial in postmenopausal women who take HRT than in postmenopausal women who do not. It's a highly personal choice, but I'll have more on this topic in the future. Aging women aren't a different species. Menopause doesn't really change how you should train in a fundamental way. There aren't any magical menopause-specific exercises. It just makes certain types of training and exercise in general that much more important for health and overall function. You could get away with not much training before. Well, not really, but you could fool yourself. Now you can't. Now you have to exercise and move on a regular basis if you want to maintain functional capacity, take care of yourself, and stick around to enjoy your loved ones. Thank you, as always, for listening today. Have a great day.